Welcome to the July 2nd Sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is Mark chapter 1, verses 32 through 38, and the sermon is entitled, Demands at the Door, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. I reminded you last week that part of worship service, part of coming to church, is the preparation of that. You remember that, right? And how we all need to be prepared. So my prayer today is that you have brought your worship to church today as we seek to worship our Lord and Savior together. From the Gospel of Mark, chapter number 1 is where we're going to go. But before I get there, a holy act of worship. What does that look like? What does that mean to us? It means a lot to different people. And different people try to define worship in different ways. But truly, and this is Jeffrey's opinion, if I had one verse... To talk to you about worship today, it would come from the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 10, verse number 27. You don't have to turn there, just listen. As Jesus and a lawyer are talking, here is the response of how do you understand what worship is. And the lawyer said this, and answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. With all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. Friends, that's what worship is. It's loving Jesus Christ with all that we are and all that we have and all that we can muster up. But there also are other verses. When I think of worship, sometimes it's not a loud singing uh, together. Sometimes worship for Jeffrey is to get away, to get away from it all and to get by myself and to understand the words of Psalm 46, verse number 10, that say this, be still and know that I am God. Be still. So friends, there are ways that we worship and there are opportunities to worship for every single one of us in very different ways. When we talk about the aspects of worship, there's one thing that I believe that hinders the worship of our church and every church, and most importantly in America, and that is this, the busyness of our lives. The busyness of who we are. The busyness of our schedules. And so many times that busyness in our lives and in what we have to do, who gets put on the back burner? Christ every time. And I'm only speaking for my life. It's so easy to put off worship or prayer or singing or God's word. When I need to meditate and when I need to go to it, it's so easy to make room and make time for other things and to push God away. So today, I want to address one of the hardest parts of our worship We're going to look at prayer, but we're also going to look at the busyness of what is after our time. And we're going to take a few moments together just to be still and know that He is God. Is there anybody in the room today who feels like the hamster on the wheel? The wheel just has to turn and you are the one that is running. And if you stop, the wheel stops, which means life around you or life as you know it stops. And so to keep things going and moving, you and I 
have to get on the wheel and we have to run. We have to make things happen. We have to show up. We have to answer the call. And many times we do that. And, and we don't realize it. It's not for exercise. We run the wheel and it's slowly wearing us out. The wheel of life is wearing us down. And I want you to know that as we think about that kind of busyness and life going so fast, today we need to take time to worship. I want to I throw a word of caution to slow down, to be still, to worship, to talk to the Lord. Because here is the truth. Christ is quickly being replaced. Christ is quickly being replaced in so many areas of our lives, in so many areas of our families. We are commanded in the Bible to hold to the word of the Lord. We're commanded to ask and to seek and to knock. We are told the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And yet our prayers and our worship before a holy God are hindered because we are not doing our part. We're too busy. We're distracted. We're disobedient. We're lazy. We have idols. There's unforgiveness. There's unconfessed sin. There's a lack of faith. There's family strife. And all of these play a role in how we pray, but also how we worship the Lord. So today, I don't beat, beat myself down. God's already done that this week. As I contemplated even reading that list of how we are, I said, Lord, I don't want to discourage the people. But here's how God deals with me. He beats me down so he can build me back up. He teaches me when I'm so busy that I don't have time that I have to make time because things spring up. Maybe today, the demands at your door are so much and so many that you don't have time. Today, we're going to look at the demands at the door of Jesus Christ, a great example. Go to the Gospel of Mark, chapter number 1. As we think about Jesus' life, and actually Mark, the shortest of all the Gospels, he picks up the beginning of the Gospel with Jesus Already in the ministry, being baptized and going straight into the ministry. There's no childhood tales. There's no childhood information that Mark gives us. There's no genealogy. It's just straight to business. And I love that about Mark. But as he writes, seeing Jesus at Galilee and calling the first disciples, teaching in Capernaum, healing a man of unclean spirits, healing of Simon Peter's mother-in-law, and as these are recorded in the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark, it, we get a little break. And that's where I want to go today. So Mark chapter number 1, verse number 32. Mark chapter number 1, verse number 32. And I'm going to read verses 32 and 33 this morning, starting out. And at even, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils, and all the city was gathered together at the door. In my Bible, I underline those words at the door because that sprung the thought of this message the demands at the door. And when we think about why worship matters and we think about those demands at the door, the first point I want to give you today, if you're taking notes, is this who is depending on you? 
Who is depending on you? We see a real problem in the life of Jesus. As we begin to read the Gospel of Mark, day by day, he is pressed. Miracle after miracle, he works, and the people begin to press him. And even those that are close to him demand more from him. Simon Peter, Andrew, James, and John are all with Jesus. And Simon Peter's mother-in-law has a deadly fever. This is just before our scripture. And Jesus goes and heals her. And as we move to the text this morning, we see that after one miracle, there's more that is waiting at the door. There's more to be done. But there's some details of Jesus' day that we cannot miss. Look at verse number 32 again. And at even, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with the devil. I want to say this. What time of day is it? It's the evening time, isn't it? I don't know about you, but a lot of times the evening time is my time. I don't know if you can relate to that, but somehow we need to unwind from a long day or we may need to unwind from the kids and we just need a little break. And the evening time is great for a break. Remember that, kids. Remember that, teenagers. Your parents need a break, okay? I'm looking at my two right over here, okay? But as I think about how I would like to wind down my day of an evening at work or an evening what I'm doing, I just want to throw my feet up and just kick back and just, just ease in and let my mind settle and let my heart settle and let me get to that point that I could finally get rest. Jeffrey is not one, and my wife may disagree, that just goes and jumps in the bed and goes to sleep. This mind is always turning, Okay. My wife calls me an overthinker, and I do. I think through everything and try to take care of it before I go to bed. But as you see, Jesus' life is full of demands. He has healed so many people, and yet the evening time has come, and guess what he hears? There are demands at the door. Look at verse number 33. And all the city was gathered together at the door. I don't know about you. That's when you slam the door, close out the lights, and hope they go away. But Jesus couldn't do that. And so many times, that's the way that we want to live our lives. We just want to shut it down and we want it to go away. But Jesus teaches us something. There's somebody at the door that depends on him. That needs him. And what does he do? He's going to answer the door. Let me ask you a question. If you were to go into your home. Or maybe even your prayer closet. Or your time. How many times could you go in your room. And shut the door. And you know in matter of moments. There's somebody that's going to be dependent on you. I want you to know that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Because one day we're going to close those doors and there's not going to be anybody there. But somebody is depending on us. If you are young and have a young family, the kids and the spouse will click, quickly be knocking on the door. I know that. But when you think about the mindset of prayer, if you were in a prayer closet, who would be knocking 
on your door and say, please pray for me. Please pray for me. I love a preacher out of Tennessee. His name is uh, Steve Gaines. And he took the place of Adrian Rogers. Many of you know Adrian Rogers, the, the late Adrian Rogers. But Steve Gaines, Steve Gaines writes this quote, God does some things whether we pray or don't pray. But there are some things God will do only if we pray. Our lives are the result of prayers we prayed as well as the ones we have not. That quote knocked me straight in the mouth. The life that I am living today are are the results of prayers that I prayed and probably the prayers that others have prayed, but also the results of the prayers that I've not prayed. And so, friends, I want to know, what is vying for your prayer time? What is vying for your worship? Because prayer is a part of worship. And so there are things that are knocking at the door and there are people and there are your lives that are depending on the prayers that you offer to an almighty God. Friends, there are people that need us to pray. One of the greatest statements I can ever hear that can ever flow through my ears is somebody say, Pastor Jeffrey, I'm praying for you. That is a great, great thing to hear. But also, I need, to, I need to be reminded, I not only need to be a receptive of those prayers, I need to be praying for others. On my, on my desk, there are names on sticky notes. I mean, they're piled everywhere. If you go to my office, don't, don't judge me, okay? But in my morning time, I get there before anybody else does. And they go through those names. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying there are people... That are depending on us. God can do those things. Will we make time. For who's knocking. At the door. Point number two. Look at verse number 34. And he healed many that were sick. Of divers diseases. And cast out many devils. And suffered not the devils to speak. Because they knew him. Point number two today. Is a question. What dictates your day? What dictates your day? And I know today that I'm looking out uh, at a bunch of people that uh, many things dictate our day. If you are still in the working world, I know what dictates your day. The job. If you have children, they do that as well. But here's my question to you today as we look at this verse. Jesus didn't say, my day is done Go away. As the people pressed the door, Jesus began in verse number 34 to continue to heal people that were sick of disease and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak. Jesus went to work long after the working hours were over. And I will say this, and I'm going to pick it up probably again a little bit later. This was done on the Sabbath day. So that's what brought the people out after dark after 6 p.m. they are ready for Jesus to work I told you earlier my solution to the problem especially if at the door we're knocking what the Bible says are disease and devils slam the door let it go away let it take care of itself I'm done with it 
And sometimes that's what we feel like we can do. Just throw our hands up and, and hope it goes away. But Jesus teaches us there's far more ministry opportunity there. As these spirits knew. They knew they were dealing with Jesus. And the Bible tells us this. That they couldn't even speak because they knew who he was. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the reminder that neither devil nor disease can overcome our God. And no matter what you face, listen to me, you can't let those things dictate your life. I know there are many in this room and watching live stream that are fighting horrendous battles. Don't let the battle dictate your life. Take it to the Lord. Let the Lord guide your life and let, your, let the Lord guide your decisions uh, as you live for Him. I'm grateful today to see that nothing could overcome as Jesus began to work. But as we look at this, what dictated the day of Jesus? Was it the needs of the people or was it what He had to offer? Why did He answer the door? Was it because the people were knocking or was it because Jesus had something far greater to offer? I have slammed doors that I should have opened because I just wanted it to go away. There was ministry there. There was opportunity there. There was a chance for me to offer something great because I have Jesus. And I slammed the door. I didn't take advantage of ministry. And I let the time of day dictate what I was going to do. Friends, here's what I want to encourage you to do today. Let Jesus dictate your day. As the people come and as ministry opportunities show up, allow Jesus to lead you in ministering. There is a lack of spiritual power in our day. And I'm afraid that if Christians looked at their own hearts and their own hands, that we're guilty. In some way, we're guilty for not taking advantage of what we have. Christians today, make prayer a priority in your day. Don't let anything steal or dictate your prayer time with God. Get a place, get a time, and lock the doors and don't let anybody uh, bombard that. As you are doing business with God, Satan will allow people to come. Now that's different. That's different than ministry. I don't know when you pray. I'm not trying to tell you when to pray. Here's all I'm trying to tell you. Please pray. Take time to pray. For some of you, that is early morning, and we're going to look at that in just a second. For some of you, it's late at night. For some of you, it's throughout the day. The best time for me to pray is car rides when I'm going to visit people. If you see me going down the road, I know I look like a lunatic. It's just me and Jesus. It's okay. But here's what I want you to know. There's no bad time to worship and talk to the Lord. Third point today, look at verse 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into the solitary place and there prayed. Point number three is that we must be devoted 
to prayer. I was going to ask where my all, all my morning people are. As you know, I'm a morning person. 10 o'clock at night, I'm done. Mail it in, okay? But Paul gives us instructions in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Pray without All right, come on, church. Let's do it together. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. That's not a strong suggestion. That is, in the language, a command. Pray without ceasing. We think about those words and we read them. Oh, they're great words. And and I pray that my life would be one that was continually devoted to prayer. But what a strong command. To lay aside all of the things that are going on in our busy lives and take time to pray and worship the Lord. Remember, Jesus is coming off a big day. The demands in the city are standing at his door. It's long past quitting time. He heals those people. He carries out miracles. And what does he do the next day? Now, let me relate this to you. VBS. How many of you work VBS? VBS week is a great week, but we think we're thankful for Friday, okay? And Friday came and I said, oh, I'm going to sleep in. I'm going I'm to rest. And of course, I'm not the sleeping in type and I didn't get to do that. But here, on a day when Jesus was doing work the evening before, it would have been a great day for Jesus just to sleep in. And what, we're, what are we told in verse number 35 that he does? Look there. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. All the needs around, all the needs that he knew of, he said, oh, I could take a day off. He said, no, 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 no. I'm going to rise up early the next morning and I'm going to go and pray. I know that many of us today will rise up early for a lot of things. I'm going to tell you this, church, tomorrow morning I'm getting up early because I'm going to take a few days off, okay? And I can't wait to get to the camper in the mountains and just, just disconnect for a couple days. But here's what I want to tell you. We get up early for vacation. We get up early for school. We get up early for the things that we want to do. But has God ever put on your heart to get up early and go and pray? Or is that too much work? Listen to me. We're not told where Jesus goes. But Jesus got up out of the house and he departed to a place all by himself, probably somewhere in the mountains. That's why I love the mountains. And that's where I'm going camping, to the mountains. He goes to the mountains to pray. Because he knows the need is great. I'm grateful that Jesus shows us the most powerful man on earth. Now listen to me. Don't miss this. The most powerful man on earth still had to pray. Have you ever thought about that? He was still about his father's business. Jesus could have took care of it all, but he went still, separated himself, consulted the Holy Father to make sure he was doing exactly what he needed to do. This is the part that stomped all over my toes. I can get out of bed to go on vacation. I can get out of bed early to come to work. But maybe a great while one day, a great while before the daylight ever comes, maybe I need to go to the mountain. But more importantly, I need need to consult 
the Lord about the Father's business. I want you to know today, as we think about being devoted to prayer, prayer takes effort. Prayer takes devotion. Prayer is not just a routine. It is somewhere that you go to do business with a holy God. And so many times I've been lazy in doing that. Be devoted to prayer. I don't care when, I don't care where. Talk to the Lord. The last point, verses 36 through 38 today. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. Point number four is in our worship and in our prayer, we must limit distractions. You must limit distractions. Now picture with me now, the day before Jesus is busy healing, he goes into the evening time. The next day he gets up early, he goes to the mountain to pray. And I don't know if this is how uh, it happens or not. This is how Jeffrey is going to put his little spin. I'm not trying to add or take away from the Bible. But in my mind, this is how Jeffrey's mind works. Simon Peter wakes up and he sees Jesus gone. Look at verse number 36 again. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. They know that Jesus is not there. They're trying to figure out where is Jesus at? What's going on here? As he's seen the joy of healing, the joy of healing his mother-in-law, the witnesses that have been healed, the, the, the cities at the door, Simon Peter is rushing after Jesus. And it's not because he wants him to know where he is. It's because of one other thing. Look at verse 37. And when they found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. This is back to the Jeffrey translation now. Simon catches up to Jesus and said, Jesus, you're needing this city. There's so many people that need you in the city. You, You can't be up here by yourself. You need to be down there taking care of the problems and the issues in the city. Because in verse number 37, all men seek for thee. There are so many needs in the city. Why are you on the mountain? And only Jesus can. He bows his head and says it's time to go. My work here is done. But very easily can you see the distractions of the people and even of the disciple coming and saying, Hey, I need you down here. And Jesus is saying, That's not where the Father wants me. It's time to go to the next town. It's time to go to the next place. It's not time to go to the next person. And so many times we let the distractions pull us away from where God needs us to be. I'm not trying to get what if and question, but what if Jesus would have went back and listened to Simon Peter? He would not have been in his Father's will. 
So I want you to know there are many things that distract us. One of the first things on your schedule every day, and if you have to manually put it there, do it. Put a time for prayer. Because if you don't lock it in, and if you don't take time, something will take its time. And then you will be left going without. And here is also another reality that I've learned, especially in the last year. There will always be demands at the door. You can't take care of them all. But to pull you out of prayer and to pull you away from God, that's a dangerous place. What are the two primary jobs for a pastor as recorded in Acts chapter 6? This is a whole other sermon and I'm not going to preach it right now. What are the two primary jobs for a pastor? Number one is to pray. And number two is to preach the word. And there are so many things that are after the pastors of this church to distract us that then distracts you. Friends, today, as we close this message, I'm grateful for the opportunity to consult and to seek and and know the Father and to seek after His will. Today I pray, I pray the one thing that the devil wants most is that Clifford Baptist Church is distracted by so many things. What's going on in your life today that you just need to put at the feet of Jesus and say, I'm going to trust you with this. Today there are two verses in scripture that I quickly want to share. John chapter number 10, verse number 9 says this, I am the door, Jesus says. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Revelation chapter number 3 verse 20 says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come unto him and sup with him and he with me. Today, maybe at the door of your heart, you hear a gentle knock from a gentle man. And his name is Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is trying to guide your life. And he's he's trying to lead you. And he's trying to speak to you. But the demands at the door are so busy that you often push him away. Maybe today there's somebody in this room that has a need for Jesus Christ as Savior. The Bible says in Revelation that he stands there and not. He's not going to kick the door down and he's not going to force his way in. But maybe you feel the Holy Spirit dealing with your heart this morning. And the business at the door, the demands at the door, is simply Jesus trying to get in. Don't you dare put him off. Don't you dare wait another day. If you're a busy mom or a busy family, a busy husband, busy dad, the greatest thing that you could do is answer the door. As you feel Jesus knocking there. The great need of our life is for God Almighty to lead every single one of us. Maybe today there's business that you need to take care of before we go to the Lord's table. I invite you to do that. I'm grateful for a Savior through Jesus Christ who shed his blood for every sinner. Me being the chief. 
gives me a chance of life through him. Today, if you need that great hope, you come. May we bow together today. Father God, thank you. Thank you for a time of worship. Thank you for a time to teach that there's often very, very busy things that are going on in our life. And Lord, those things tend to distract or pull away from where you want us to go, what you want us to do, and even the importance of prayer. Lord, I pray today that this church understands how important a conversation and a relationship with Jesus Christ is. Lord, today, if there's someone that's distracted, God, I pray that you bring them. Lord, today, if there's someone that's neglected the time of prayer, God, I pray that you bring them here. God, if there's someone that needs to answer the knock at the door of ministry, God, I pray that you bring them. Lord, if there's one person that needs you as Savior and they feel the Holy Spirit knocking, God, I pray they open their heart today. God, thank you for your amazing grace. Lord, we give you this time. We pray that you lead us now in Jesus' name. Amen. We invite you, if you would, please, to stand as we sing these hymns of invitation. And as we sing these hymns... Clifford Baptist Church invites you to join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For more information about our church, please call our church office at 434-946-0555.